Wow. <laughs> I'm still measuring out this word. I'm like, oh, my Lord. Wow. I, uh, I got here really early this morning. I've been with the Lord here. I mean, I've been with the Lord. And it's been a powerful day. Um, I have, I've prepared quite a word for tonight. And... Um, Are y'all going to be okay if I bring this word? <laughs> Seriously. Um, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability tonight. I don't, I don't. Listen, we don't like anything at Victory that is fake. We... We don't, we don't allow anything that's phony, okay? A lot of stuff has happened in charismatic churches um, over the last many decades that has made us look like, you know, <laughs> questionable. <laughs> you know, um, we love the real. We love the genuine. God can certainly put you on the floor tonight under the power of His Spirit, and that's very real. And I've, and I've seen things, and as I've been leading meetings, I've seen the hand of God move in extraordinary ways, extraordinary breathtaking ways that I don't often talk about. But my wife and I have been really blessed with a rich heritage to see God move in power and wonder, but there's so much more ahead, so much more ahead. I want to go back to what I'm saying. There's, <clears throat> I don't like anything that's fake. I don't like anything that's phony. I love when God fills his people with joy. It's holy, and it's the kingdom of God. Don't let joy make you nervous when people are being filled with his joy, when they're being refreshed. I, um, how many of you are on social media? Can I see your hand? Let me see your hand high. Yeah, that's, that's nearly 100% of the people in here. I saw a, a young minister, <clears throat> sadly, I saw a young minister writing about people being filled with joy and on the floor and shaking. And, and uh, he was saying, this is not the spirit of God. God doesn't do that. And, of course, you know, he's an expert in it because he's been in the ministry five years. and seen about that much. And so he's an authority on the matter. It's unfortunate that that's just how it rolls with social media, isn't it? But I'm here to tell you, when the Spirit of God gets really cooking in a place, anything can happen. I've seen women hit the floor, shake uncontrollably, vibrate under the power of God and get up a brand new person. And no one knew that they had been molested all of their young life. They held it as a secret. But when they got up off the floor, they were a transformed new person. So be very careful. Be very careful what you say is God and what is not. You need to keep your mouth off of things, especially things you don't understand. You can't woo in the Holy Spirit like this, and then when God starts moving, start questioning if it's God. The devil has no place here. I said the devil has no place here. The devil has no authority here. Whatever happens here is the Lord's doing. The Lord's dealing with people. I was in, this is not my message, by the way. <laughs> I'm still tinkering with the Lord right now. We're just kind of figuring things out. <laughs> He's talking to me while I'm talking to you. <laughs> I, was in, uh, I was in Sweden <clears throat> ministering at a powerful conference just love Stockholm 
love Stockholm. And um, when I got done ministering, this young man <clears throat> approached me, and he said, while you were preaching, he said, I was feeling the exact same fire that fell on me when I was 16 years of, of age. He said, it was my very first time in America. I came over to America with my mom and dad to a place in Florida called Pensacola. He said, we went to a revival. And I stood there just acting like I didn't know what he was talking about. It's like, Sounds good. He said, I went over to Pensacola. I was 16. And um, he said that night, he said, the fire of God came on me so strong. He said, I can't even explain it. God called me into ministry. He said, when you were speaking, the very same fire. Now, this young man could barely talk at this point. He said, the very same fire started coming on me, and it's on me now. And he was just vibrating. And I prayed for him. He went to the floor <clears throat> under the power of the Spirit. And it, looked, it literally looked like the hand of God was dribbling him like a basketball. Just dribbling him on a floor with no carpet. Just dribbling him. It was awesome to see. It was holy. It was holy. The same fire. The same fire. You know, we don't trace our roots of the fire of God back to Brownsville, of course. You know, or to Azusa, or to Hernhut, Germany. Or, you know, it all traces back to the upper room in the city of Jerusalem when they waited. And Jesus said, wait and stay there and tarry until you are endued with power from on high. And you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want you to grab your Bibles tonight. Let's do it. You ready? Just, just grab them. Hold that Bible. Feel it. <laughs> Romans chapter 1. Romans 1. Let's do this. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> so, before we get started, I want you to look this way for just a moment. I'm probably going to be about right here all night, maybe, in this register, unless I get rocked. <laughs> And get really tanked in the Holy Ghost. But I'm going to be about right here. It's all right to drink. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay to drink, for real. You're in a good place. You're in the right. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to go where everybody knows your name. And you're always glad you came. <laughs> Okay, you're going to be all right. <laughs> 
It is okay to drink. Amen. Be refreshed. Be refreshed. Be refreshed. Wow. Oh my. So this is not the message, and I'm just gonna. Um, Bren and I were, at this point, we were sophomores in college. And we were attending Southeastern University in Lakeland, Southeastern Bible College, over in Lakeland, Florida. And the Holy Spirit started really, really being poured out in a local church in Lakeland. I had not been to the meetings. I had, I had heard a little bit about it, but I hadn't attended any of the meetings. And um, one morning, I'm just I'm just going tonight, okay? I'm just gonna go for it tonight. One morning. <clears throat> I overslept, and chapel was already happening, and uh, I woke up and realized what I had done, was really frustrated, and <laughs> brushed my teeth, threw on some clothes, and I ran across campus to get into the chapel service to worship with everyone. And while I was running across the campus towards the chapel, I realized that people were starting to pour out the side doors where I was going. And that, that just kind of hit me. I was like, that, that's so odd. And I'm talking about 30, 40, maybe 50 individuals pouring out the door right in the middle of a chapel service. It just made no sense. And I, I slowed down and kind of started asking, what's going on? Where, where are you all going? Where, what are you doing? Where are you all going? And their response was, some of the students have gone over to that stupid revival. And now they're in the chapel and they're laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> and they're laying in the floor messing up the service. <laughs> so... I had no grid for that. I was like, wait, what? And so there were so many coming out, I didn't try to go through the doors. So I went around to the other side of the chapel to the main doors, and about 30 students poured out of those doors. And when they came out, they were offended. They had a fence. They had a fence on their face. They had anger on their face. I said, what's going on? Where's everybody going? There's a bunch of students in there went over to that stupid revival across town. And now they're in there laughing and they ruined the service. And they're on the floor shaking and laughing. To this day, I regret not walking into the chapel building. I turned around and walked away with those who were offended. I went back to my room. It, it's like running to the tomb and then not going inside. Didn't know what was going on. Didn't understand why everyone was offended, but I didn't go in. I was bothered. I was like, Lord, what's this all about? I should have went in. should have went in. So I heard of some rumblings going on in the school, and people were offended and mad, and more students were going over to the revival meetings. This is 1993, by the way. And so I was inquiring of the Lord about it, and I was asking the Lord about it, and I don't know how much time went by, maybe a couple weeks and I was coming into my hermeneutics class. 
And, <laughs> and when I came in, the professor was already addressing a bunch of our students. And I was kind of getting my, my backpack ready and getting all my stuff. And, and he said, he said, I don't want any of you students going over to that so-called revival. He said, what's going on over there is demonic. He said, all that laughter and so-called joy, all that laughter, he said, it's of the devil. And he said, those are demons laughing out of people, mocking the word of God. And before I could think, I was on my feet with my finger in his face. And I said, you need to stop right now. You are on the brink of the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. You better stop right now. Now, that's not for applause, but that's just how it happened. That professor rebuked me in front of the class, and I said, no, you're the one that needs to stop. You need to stop right now. You are on the brink of the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. You do not know what you're talking about. I had not been to those revival meetings. I was not defending those revival meetings. I was not defending the individual who was leading those revival meetings. It was the Spirit of God that rose up inside of me and said, speak now. A lot of details go with all of that. I was failed out of that class. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Some of you, are, I don't know if I want to attend this church. He flunked out of a class. <laughs> I'm a college. I'm kidding. <laughs> But I want to tell you, on the other side of it, news spread around the campus very quickly about what I had done. And then it got ugly. And then it got lonely. Really lonely. Ugly. People coming to me, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are standing up against Professor so-and-so? How, how dare you? How could you say that to him? How could, have you been over to those meetings? No, I have not. Then how can you say that? I said it by the Spirit of God, and that's it. It was very hard. I was very young, just a sophomore in college. Man, it was a hard, those were hard days. But what was wonderful I did not know that God was setting me up for a blessing. I'm just going to keep going with this. God was divinely setting me up for a blessing. I never went over to the revival meeting. School ended that year, my sophomore year. Again, I've, none of this is premeditated. This is not my message for tonight. The message is still hot on the griddle on that pulpit, simmering. And our sophomore year ended, and then a dear friend called me, <clears throat> dear friend that I had been doing ministry with throughout America, and we were doing evangelism. And we were going all over the country, and, and we were doing live music and in stadiums or out, outdoor high school stadiums and Walmart parking lots and uh, college campuses. And it was radical and it was raw. People were getting saved. People were getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. We were baptizing people. It was powerful. And uh, he called me. And I'm back, in, I'm back in Illinois at this time. And he said, Brian, he said, it's hard to explain this to you, but... 
an outpouring of the Holy Spirit has broken out amongst us here in Lakeland in our church. This is my friend. He's on staff at that church. And I said, yeah, I've, I didn't tell him my details. I just said, yeah, I, I heard about it. He said, well, he said, the Lord really wants you to be here. He said, I'd, I'd like to overnight you a ticket and fly you down here. I'd like to have you part of these meetings for the next week. He said, it's been going on for seven weeks every day. And we're about to go into the eighth week. And I'd like you to be here. I believe it's so important that you're here. And I said, yeah, I'll come. So I got the ticket. I flew down. Wow. When I arrived at the church, please stay with me for the next few minutes. This is very important. I'm going to put this on pause. My sophomore year, <clears throat> when I was so bored in Bible college, and the only thing that lit the fire within me was reading about revival. Anything about revival, Welsh revival, Azusa Street revival, Hebrides revival, so on and so forth. But... I was reading Frank Bartleman's book, The Azusa Street Outpouring. And he wrote these words in the book. And I'm laying in my bed my sophomore year, had a highlighter there. And he said, the Holy Spirit came in. And he took over the entire meeting. And that really fascinated me. And I highlighted that, and I said, Lord, I'd like to see what that looks like when the Holy Spirit comes in and just takes over an entire meeting. Wow. Because we're really good with structure. We're really good with knowing what to do. We're so good now, in 2022, we can get you in and out in an hour. We can have you worshiping 17 minutes. And we can give announcements and give a 15-minute word and get your offering and get you on your way. But I, I was interested. I said, Lord, I'd like to see what that looks like. You know, at the Azusa Street outpouring, people were coming from all over the earth to Los Angeles, California, to Azusa Street. The glory would hang in the place so thick the kids would play hide-and-seek in the fog, literally in the fog, in the cloud, in the cloud of God that descended so thick in the place the kids would be playing hide-and-seek in the building inside the glory. And I'm not exaggerating. I've actually seen glory that thick in some meetings. That's for another night. So, Rusty overnighted me a ticket. I arrived at the church, and there were probably about 12,000, 13,000 people at the gathering. It was an afternoon, an afternoon. Leah, you remember this well. It was her home church. I stepped into the building. There were thousands of bodies laying on the floor in just the foyer. In just the foyer. They were laying everywhere. People were screaming at the top of their lungs. I mean screaming. People were laughing, sobbing uncontrollably. The sound was so loud. The moment I stepped through the threshold of the church, the fear of God came on me. And I started watching all of this in front of me. I was amazed. A new friend was helping me through the church. I was stepping over bodies in the foyer. I got to the hallway. Bodies were everywhere. 
people were vibrating. They looked like fish that had been caught in a pond and just laid up on the beach, and they were vibrating. That same vibrating like I saw, like, like I told you about in Stockholm, Sweden. There were bodies all over vibrating under the power of God. The hand of God was just starting to move all over. People were wailing. People were screaming. People were laughing. People were beside themselves in the joy of the Lord. You remember how I, ran, how I walked away from the chapel? Are you now seeing it? Now I walk into it. And so they walked me around to the back of the stage and they walked me down a ramp to give me actually the best view. And when I stood behind this very interesting South African guy, he was walking back and forth, wasn't even talking. And I, I looked at him for 10 seconds and then I looked at the sea of people and entire sections were vibrating under the power of God. Entire sections were vibrating under the hand of God. People were falling out everywhere. People were getting up and running the building. Little children were dancing and spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. People were getting up, spinning like a top, spinning like a top, spinning like... You can't do that for more than 30 seconds later. You cannot. You cannot do that. You want to try that? <laughs> People were being filled with the joy of the Lord. People were being intoxicated with heaven. I want to tell you what it was. Heaven was in that place. The same heaven that's in here was in that place. I walked into it. It was the glory. It was the glory of God. That entire week... It seemed like everyone I sat next to was laughing, but I wasn't laughing. I was weeping. And I couldn't shut off the tears. I just couldn't shut off the tears. God, what's wrong with me? Just kept just weeping in the presence of the Lord. It was so powerful. It was beautiful. It was holy. It was holy. After that week, My friend Rusty, he, we were in a, in a private place with two other ministers, and he said to me, Brian, what do you think about all of this? I said, all I can tell you is that I want to be in the river of God. I have to be in the river of God. I have to be a part of what God is doing here. I have tasted, and I have seen, and now I know. And he said, I knew you'd say that. He said, in fact, I, I didn't just fly you down here to have you get on the drums and drum with the worship team. I came down here so that you could be touched by God and so that we could hire you here at this church. He offered me a job, wonderful job. Of course, I received the job, took the job immediately. <laughs> And there's a lot of details, but the Lord moved me from, from Illinois back to Lakeland and put me right in that church. I was serving on their worship staff. It was a blast. Serving on their worship staff. I was serving on their tech staff. I was serving in their lighting staff. I was up in the catwalks hanging lights, and I was working in their housekeeping staff. I was vacuuming a 10,000-seat sanctuary. Let me tell you, I cleaned a lot of urinals. <laughs> 10,000 seat, I cleaned a lot of urinals, let me tell you. I mopped, I cleaned windows, I did it all. And I did it all with joy. I was in the house of the Lord, glowing, radiating, glowing in the joy of the Lord because God had made a place for me. You see, God had made, God remembered, God remembered, God remembered the young man who stood up and said, you need to be quiet right now. And because of that, 
He ushered me right in to what he was doing. And then when Rodney Howard Brown came back to that church and he saw me ministering on the drums with my drums, <laughs> which looked like a Van Halen concert, <laughs> he got excited watching me play drums. And um, he got so excited, he actually stopped that meeting and just told me to do a drum solo. <laughs> so I obliged. <laughs> that was fun. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a story. <clears throat> Don't let me forget uh, where I'm going with Rodney. January. But let me tell you a story. <clears throat> Rodney was watching me play because the the massness of my drums, but I had two bass drums, if you, if you know what that means. If you don't, it's okay. But Rodney's mom had been born deaf in her ear, and this was years ago, and a prophetic drummer came through South Africa prophesying and playing the drums. This is a radical story. Radical. It's awesome. And he had this microphone, and he would drum, and then he would say, this is what the Lord is saying. And he was calling out words of knowledge and miracles, much like you would see Kim Clement do behind a keyboard. And he would call out words. How many know who I'm talking about, Kim Clement? So he would call out, again, another South African. So Kim would call out words of knowledge and say, this is what the Lord is doing, and he's healing now. We were, <laughs> Brent and I were in some radical meetings <laughs> with Kim Clement back in the day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So anyway, this, this prophetic drummer is in South Africa, and he says, there's someone here tonight. You were born deaf in your left ear, and the Lord says, if you'll step out now, come out now, up, up on the platform, the Lord's going to heal you tonight. And Rodney grabbed his mom. He said, Mom, that's you. Get up there. And she's like, no, I'm not going. <laughs> she was a little sawed-off thing. She's tough. I'm not going up there. Rodney said, Mom, you get up there right now. And the guy said, the Lord said, you're in the second row. You need to come now. And Rodney just grabbed his hold of his mom, marched her up on the stage. And this guy is just wailing the drums. And he's got one bass drum. But in the front of his bass drum, there's a port, which means there's an opening in the front of the bass drum. You all tracking with this? Henry's liking the story. <laughs> So there's a big port in the front of the drum, and the guy's playing, he's wailing, and he says to Rodney and his mom, he looks at Rodney, he said, stick her head in the bass drum. <laughs> Go on, brother, stick her head in the bass drum. She, she looked at Rodney, no way. He said, Mom, do it. Just do it. Got her down on all fours. She crawled in. She sticked her head in the bass drum. Her ear instantly opened. That's pretty awesome. Anybody want to stick your head in the bass drum tonight? Just go ahead while I'm ministering got a bass drum ministry in the church. <laughs> so Rodney was excited, and we became friends, and God was moving in that outpouring. This is now January 94, and, and God spoke to me in a morning meeting. Thousands and thousands of people there. The Spirit of God was moving. This is January 94, and the Lord said, Son, Rodney's up speaking, and I just start hearing the Lord speaking to me, and he said, I'm going to put you with this man. You're going to travel with him. You're going to go into a school of the Spirit, what you cried out for, what you were hungry for, and what you cried out for in Bible college to me. I'm going to take you alongside this man, and you're going to move into a school of the Spirit. I heard the Lord say that to me. <clears throat> so three days Three days later, um, after a meeting, Rodney calls me, <laughs> which stunned me. 
he had got he had got my number and long story, a lot of details. It's not necessary. And I I met with him, and um, <laughs> I uh, actually I'm going to tell a few of the details. I got a suit on, got a tie on, and and I rushed over to the house that the church had put Rodney and his staff up. And when he opened the door, he was on the phone, and he was in his swimming trunks <laughs> and his short sleeve shirt, and his wife came up, really sweet lady, Adonica. Rodney's standing there in his shorts, and he's looking at me, and he's kind of, you know, and uh, so he, he's like, I'll be there in a minute. He walks off, and so Adonica says, uh, come on in, come on. He's on the phone with Brother Kenneth Copeland, and as soon as he gets done, he'll talk to you. I was like, okay. <laughs> Would you like some tea? So I'm waiting for Rodney, and Rodney gets off the phone, and <laughs> we're talking, and, and uh, just he says, so how are you liking the meetings? And I said, they're spectacular. They're just, they're beyond words. It's what God is doing. And I shared, you know, my heart. And, and then he said, he's, he asked me a question. He says, so what's God saying to you? I thought that was a really odd question. He's like, so what's God saying to you? And, I, and you got to remember, I mean, I'm, at that time, I'm 20 years old. I'm a young whippersnapper, too. And, uh, and I said, and I'm thinking about what the Lord told me three days ago in the service. He's like, so what's God saying to you? And I said, uh, well, I said, if God wanted you to know, he'd tell you. <laughs> it's a true story. God wanted you to know, he'd tell you. He's like, that's funny. He's like, so if the Lord told you that you're going to come on the road with me, why don't you go ahead and tell me? I said, oh, well, he did. <laughs> three days ago. He told me three days ago. He's like, yeah, he told me too. He had, he had already called the treasurer at the church to make sure I tithed, make sure I gave offerings, had already called my roommates to check on my integrity. Had already talked to the guys that I work with around the church. He did his due diligence. And he said, I want to offer you a job to come on the road with me. I want you to be my drummer, but I also want you to serve my family, be an assistant to me and help me everywhere I go. There was a lot of other details. It's not important. But what's really important about the story, you know, I, I left Lakeland and Actually, the first place we went was Washington, D.C. <laughs> I feel like I need to say this tonight. When we were in Washington, this is, uh, this is late January, 94, we're in a church, thousands of people are being touched, we've probably baptized Two, three thousand people. It was radical. God was moving in such power. People were being refreshed. The joy of the Lord was being poured out. People were being healed. People were being saved by the hundreds. And, and church people who were backslid were getting freshly touched and coming home to the Lord and rededicating their life to the Lord. It was, it was powerful. And um, then within, I think, the first two weeks... Uh, of those meetings, Rodney called us together as a staff, and he said, I've been invited to speak at the Pentagon, and we're going to be going in there tomorrow morning. I'll never forget it. Cold February morning, and we go into the Pentagon in this room that is uh, kind of like an amphitheater within Pentagon there, and all of these guests are coming in, and military officials, and was powerful. It was powerful. Rodney did not speak in that meeting. If you've if you if you've ever heard Rodney Howard Brown, <laughs> when I traveled with him, I, I gave him a WWF name. 
How many of you know what the WWF is? It's the World Wrestling Federation. I used to call him the chainsaw. Because when you fire up a chainsaw, the chips just fly everywhere they want to fly. And that's Rodney. He's cutting some trees down. <laughs> He's cutting it. But that morning, he was so humble. He was so humble. He took the, the podium, and the rest of the staff was down in the front. I was the only person on the stage off behind the curtain over on this side watching him speak. And his message that morning was, God loves America, and God is not done with America. God loves America, and God is not done with America. This is February 1994. To try to describe to you what happened to me behind that curtain is not even possible. It's just not even possible. But Rodney stood with great humility, and he basically just declared the third great awakening will come to the United States of America, and God will save this nation. That was his message. And frankly, it's still the message. It's the message. It is the message. And he's one of many, many messengers carrying the message. And I am now, too, one of those messengers telling you God loves America. And he's not done with America. It wouldn't be right to try to begin this message, and boy, this, this message is it's thick. And I may just wait and release it next Saturday night. I know I'm supposed to release this to the church. The truth is I could take this message and thunder it in stadiums across this country, and it would just hit like a bullseye. But I wanted to thunder it to this house. But that's not where we're at tonight. And that's okay. That's okay. So, tonight I want to tell you, here's the good news. The good news is the glory of the Lord can save and rescue our nation. And it requires... It requires the church that Jesus is building, the true church, the real church, not the phony church. Not the phony church that's folding to the spirit of this age and bowing down to everything and coddling it and giving them everything they want and folding to their agenda. It's necessary that we see that happen. Oh, it's very necessary. We need to see that happen. We need to know who's really on the Lord's team. We need to really know who's on the Lord's team in this hour. We need to separate the men from the boys in this hour. You know what I mean by that. There is an anointing that is being released from the Holy Spirit. Remember, there's only one anointing. There's not a Rodney Howard Brown anointing. There's not a Bill Johnson anointing. There's not a Reinhard Bonnke anointing. There's not a Dutch Sheets anointing. There is not a Brian Gibbs anointing. There is only one anointing, and it comes from the Holy One, the Anointed One. It comes from Jesus, the Anointed One. The oil flows through him and from him upon his people and to his bride. The holy golden oil flows from the Lord 
It's His anointing. He is the anointed one. The same anointing that, that fills people with joy, which is the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and in the Holy Spirit. The same anointing. Listen, the same anointing that fills people with joy. The same anointing that melts people like wax. That it's, they, it's indescribable how the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you can't even hardly talk. That same anointing that opens prison gates and loose captives. This is Luke 4 and 18. That, that same anointing that binds up broken hearts. That very... This holy anointing that I'm talking about is the same holy anointing that is being poured out on the real church and the real ecclesia that can save an entire nation and deliver a nation from evil. Donald Trump cannot save America. And I love him. And I love him. And I believe in him. And I'm not here to defend him. And I love Ron DeSantis. And I love him. And I love him and Casey. And I'm praying for them daily. They cannot save America, ladies and gentlemen. We, this is not a political war. This is a spiritual war. This is a spiritual war. A war that requires, my God. The war requires a holy anointing. This is where you come to get refueled and filled with fresh oil. That's why what goes on at Victory, it's why we do what we do. You have to be filled with fresh oil. You have to be refreshed in the presence of God. You have to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. But then you got to be tanked up with the word of the Lord and you've got to go forth and be the real church. And you've got to redeem the time for the days are evil. So the Lord is shaking all that can be shaken right now. He's exposing it. He's exposing it. And the Lord is answering prayers. Hear this. The Lord is answering prayers right now in America that he got the ecclesia pregnant with. The word is the seed. Are you seeing this? The word has to become flesh. The Lord has made us pregnant with a seed, with a word, with prayers of intercession. Prophecy is speaking to men the mind of God, the heart of God. Intercession is saying back to God what God is declaring from the heavens. It's standing in the earth realm and saying back to God what is already forever settled in the heavenlies. Thy word, O Lord, is forever established and settled in the heavens. Psalm 119, verse 18, or verse 89 and 90. It's standing in this realm and declaring, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus never would have told us to pray that his kingdom would come and his will would be done in the earth if it were, if it were not possible. He's not playing games with us. He's not dangling a carrot. He's not dangling a He's not playing games with us. And so God is in his own timing, in his own way, in his own timing, the intercession of the prayers of the saints day and night and night and day and day and night, night and day, Revelation 5 and Revelation 8 are filling the golden bowls. And at his time, he's... He's going to dump those bowls on the earth. And he's going to answer the prayers that he got us pregnant with. And we're seeing drops of it. It's coming. It's coming. Nations can be saved, ladies and gentlemen. Please, please believe the report of the Lord. Please do not believe the report of the enemy. 
we must save America. See, without God, we cannot. But without us, God will not. Now, that's not Brian. That's me quoting John Wesley. Without God, we cannot. Does that make sense? But without us, God will not. Meaning God's will is always to move through his people. And that's how God moves. And that's how God changes a city. And that's how God changes a nation. It's how God changes a family. He works through people. And so I tell you tonight, there's so much more. There is a glorious, glorious, glorious move of God and outpouring of the Spirit of God that we are coming into that is more glorious than anything we've ever dreamed or anything we've ever tried to conceptually imagine that God will do here. Heaven is in this place. We are touching the Lord, and he is touching us. I want to close with this word. And I remember when I first went on the road with Rodney, and he said these words. I'll never forget it. He said, the great men and women of God that God is using in the earth right now is only because of one reason and one reason alone. It is because those people, those individuals pressed in and they touched Jesus, and Jesus touched them. And God is no respecter of persons. He's no respecter of persons. God can be with you just like he was with John G. Lake. God can be with you just like he was with Smith Wigglesworth. God can be with you just like he was with Maria Woodworth Etter. God can be with you just like he was with John Knox. God can be with you just like he was with Dietrich Bonhoeffer. God has no respecter of persons. You press in to the heart of God. You touch Jesus and he touches you. And it doesn't end there. It just goes into a lifestyle of being with the Lord, of intimacy. So... <laughs> this was not my message for tonight. There's a, there's a thread, and I'm about to close, and we're gonna we're gonna change, and we're gonna receive tonight's offering. I don't know who it was I heard say this the first time, but this is accurate. If you make room for God, God will make room for you. And because I was that student that stood, I stood and I spoke the truth under the authority of God's Holy Spirit. God made room for me. And he opened up doors beyond my wildest imaginations. And he blessed me. He blessed me. That blessing is still with me. That blessing is still upon me. I ask you tonight, just make room for God in your life afresh. For this coming new year of 2023, just make room for God. You do that, God will make room for you. He'll favor you. He'll open up the doors. He'll bless you. Amen. Amen. It's been a different night. Good. I'm Brian Gibbs, and I approve that message. <laughs> I'd like our ushers to come forward. You know, while I've been sharing tonight, I've just been trying to be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Sensitive, 
If you need an offering envelope, you can just lift your hand high. We can serve you tonight. If you can open up your app right now, you can give on the Victory FLA app. If you need an offering envelope, just lift your hand high. We can serve you tonight. Right over here in the back there, we've got a number right back here, right back there, right back there. Way up there in the balcony. Yes, I see that hand. <laughs> yes. We'll get to you, brother. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Right back there in the back, for real. We, we have a hand right back there in the back row. Amen. Two of them. Anyway, I've been trying to be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And what that means, <clears throat> when I say that, I want to give you a definition. Because sometimes we think being sensitive to the Holy Spirit is just in quiet moments. You know, when the joy of the Lord is being poured out, I'm being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to quench the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? I'm not going to quench the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit move. And again, let me, help, let me help somebody in here. Tonight, if the whole room started weeping, you would go out of this place and go, oh my gosh, the Lord moved in such power. I looked down and everybody in my row had tears dripping off their nose. It was incredible. But if everybody in your row got hit with joy... You kind of have to readjust yourself a little bit, wouldn't you? That's what I'm trying to help you with in a very nice way. I'm being a nice guy tonight. Being nice. Being nice. Trying to help you. The kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I'm really attracted to joy. I love when God pours out His Spirit and people just start getting whacked by the Lord. I love it. I love it. I've seen people's lives transformed. I'm one of them. Now, you may be sitting there asking, hey, so Brian, you wept that whole time. Did you ever get hit with the joy? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got drunk in the Holy Spirit many times. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. You ready to give tonight? Two of you. Praise God. I'm encouraged. I'm real. Can I get a hallelujah, Mike? There it is. Hallelujah. Are you ready to give tonight for real? <laughs> Praise God. Let's just tell the Lord we worship him right now. Come on. We worship you in our giving. We worship you. We worship you in our giving. Lord, our love is attached to all of these gifts, to our tithes, to our offerings, to our seed to our missions. Oh, God, Lord, everything tonight is worship unto you. And, Lord, we, we not only give it with love, for faith works by love. Lord, we, we loose these offerings tonight with love, but we also loose them with faith. Faith, Lord, for breakthroughs. Hallelujah. Miracle breakthroughs in our families. Hallelujah. Miracle breakthroughs for this church. Lord, for our miracle property. Hallelujah. For our miracle, miracle, miracle property. For our miracle buildings. For our miracle campus, Lord. Hallelujah. For a burning furnace prayer room, Lord. For equipping and training a worship center, a school. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for it. We thank you for it, Lord. Gardens to plant, to harvest. Hallelujah. Woo. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Lord, a, per, a place, Lord, where revival and awakening can burn like an unquenchable fire. And you transform this city. God, teach us to disciple our city. Teach us to disciple our city. Teach us to win souls in this hour. Teach us to go forth, Lord, and set captives free. Teach us to train. Teach us to disciple God. Teach us to deliver. Teach us to heal this region. Teach us to expand the kingdom. The fire of the Lord increase. Hallelujah. Amen.
Amen. Ushers, go ahead and ush. this on? Awesome. All right, we're going to go through quick announcements. This is my last time, so it's nice looking at you guys. <laughs> um, let's go through December really quickly. Tuesday night prayer, we are taking off so that our leadership and staff can have a break and that you guys can just enjoy your family to the fullest. So be with family, enjoy them, get together on Tuesday nights, um, and we'll see you again at the beginning of the year. Also, we have a Christmas Eve service coming up again that is going to be Oh, December 24th. That's Christmas Eve. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm blanked out. Um, <laughs> so service is going to start at 5. We'll go to about 6 p.m. or so um, so that you guys can be released and go to dinner with your family. So that's going to be communion and candlelight. Bring your family. Your kids are going to be with you. We're doing No Kids Church. Your kids will be with you. Um, it's going to be a wonderful time. There's going to be no pre-service prayer. Again, it starts directly at 5. It won't go till probably 6 or so. So again, we can release you to your family. Um, and then New Year's Eve, that is going to be December 31st. So be here. We're super excited. We're going to be going till midnight. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So we have uh, prayer at 5 p.m. Service starts at 6 p.m. And we're going to be doing baptisms. So if you want to sign up for that, go to our website. We're going to be releasing a form so that you guys can sign up for that. Yeah, sign up at victoryfla.com. Yep, behind me. Excellent. Go to the website. Make sure you sign up for water baptism. Of course, the tank is right here. We're going to be baptizing that night during worship. Back to you, Tor. Perfect. <laughs> this is fun. All right. Also, we're going to be doing a fire and tunnel. Hello, y'all. I'm back to you. All right. All right. All right. So we're going to be doing a fire tunnel as well. If you guys were at the Glory and Fire Conference, who remembers the fire tunnel? Wow. Praise God. We're excited to be going into the new year with a fire tunnel. So bring your family Bring them through. It's going to be amazing. God's in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you. Also, we are doing a potluck that night, like triple glory going on right now. So bring an awesome dish to share. We're going to be doing a potluck as a family. And last but not least, beginning bonfire as well, bonfire as well. So there's so much going on. It's awesome. Um, but last but not least, January 6th, we're jumping into 2023, but we have vision night coming up. So if you want to be connected to this house, hear more of the vision, the heart behind victory, I encourage you, come on out. That's a Friday night, January 6th. Um, it's going to be in the Family Life Center at usually 6.30 p.m. So please come out, be a part. Um, so that we can just share our heart and um, seven, sorry, wow. Ha-ha. All right, seven, seven to nine p.m. And that's about it. Is that right, boss? All right. <laughs> All right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so I'm going to recap um, New Year's Eve. Well, of course, we have pre-service prayer at five. We start at six. Uh, we're going to have worship. Um, we're going to have a water baptism, we're going to have a, our fire tunnel, and then we're going to break, and we're going to have a potluck, okay? Everybody bring a dish. Uh, the church will be providing different things, uh, but bring a dish. We're going to have a bonfire outside. We're going to have the courtyard open, and then um, about 11 o'clock, we're going to open the sanctuary back up for the watch of the Lord, and we're going to be in here for prayer, and we're going to be receiving communion right here in the altars, bringing in the new year of 2023. It's going to be a beautiful, powerful night. Amen. Really looking forward to it. Tonight's been great. Amen. Hasn't it been great? It's been awesome. Praise God. I'd like our prayer team to go ahead and prepare themselves. Um, I'm sure there's many that we're going to end up praying for, for a myriad of different things tonight. I just want you to begin to prepare yourself, team. You can join me up here in the altar. And for those of you that would need prayer for any, any level of breakthrough, and um, interesting, I'm going to give this call tonight. You, you may need a breakthrough in joy. Seriously. You, you, you may be 
Um, you know, uh, personally, I mean, I'm, I'm personally, I'm walking through a very challenging season right now uh, in, in our, our own family. Uh, not going to go into a lot of details, but my, my dad in the last several months has been put into hospice care at my mom and dad's home, and it's, it's been very challenging. And so believe me when I say if, uh, if you've been challenged and it's been hard or rigid, we've all been there, right? The joy of the Lord is truly our strength. Amen? Amen. Truly our strength. So you may be in here, and man, the road's been really rough. You may need prayer for just refreshing, just joy. Think about that. Just refreshing joy tonight. You may not need a miracle or healing in your body. You just need refreshing and the oil of gladness. Amen? The oil. Say it. The oil of gladness. Amen? So, Lord, tonight we just pray that your presence just, just fill this house. Fill this house. And, Lord, as, as they come, that breakthroughs are released, that the oil of the Holy Spirit begins to flow. Lord, we just speak into existence right now miracles, miracles of bodies, miracles of the mind, healing of hearts, healing of the mind, mending of broken hearts, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we just pray deliverance from heaviness, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The garment of praise released upon your people the garment of praise the garment of joy upon your people tonight and breakthrough tonight in the name of the lord we speak miracles and healings into the body of christ tonight we speak deliverance in jesus from any affliction from any torment of the enemy from any affliction any affliction lord crush satan under their feet tonight Oh, God, loose your power, loose your anointing, loose your word and your joy upon the people of God. Let the anointing destroy every yoke of bondage. And we speak freedom in the house tonight. Amen. And amen. The altars are open. Come, linger, come, come be with the Lord. Come receive. Good night, everybody. Those of you online, we love you. God bless you.